P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Dig. Dig, the guard shouted. It was one of only a few words that he could say in English. Dig! Reed lowered his pickaxe onto the hard rock. It banged loudly off the stone and sent vibrations from his hands all the way to his shoulders. He grunted, then wiped the sweat from his forehead with the back of his arm. He was exhausted. No, he was beyond exhausted. He'd long since lost sensation in his arms and legs, and the muscles in his back ached so badly that he doubted if tomorrow he'd be able to stand up straight. And he was hungry, starving even. Reed couldn't remember the last time he had a bite to eat or a sip of water. Dig. That's all he did, day in and day out. Reed lifted his pickaxe and swung it down. It clanged off the rock, occasionally splitting large stones, while other times doing not much more than causing a small dent. He'd been doing this for 13 straight days. The only reason he knew this is because Reed had seen the date at the top of one of the guard's notepads. April 14th, 1941. Dig, the guard shouted, and Reed swung his axe again. It cracked a large section of stone, and then he had to stop for fear of passing out. The two guards in uniform were standing 30 feet from Reed, on a spot that he had cleared out with his pickaxe almost a week ago. In one of the guard's hands was the notepad, the notepad that had the date at the top, but this was of little interest to them. They were interested in the rest, which Reed now saw was a map. The guard not holding the map was pointing at something that had been circled several times. When they first told him to start digging, Reed had thought it was meant to be some sort of punishment. Either that, or they wanted the rock to build something. But when he reached a certain depth, they told him to move to another location and try there. They were looking for something, but what, exactly, Reed had no idea. All he did was dig. Reed swung the axe down on a large chunk of rock that shattered and slid away. He'd been so used to the sound of metal on stone that when he heard something different this time, he immediately stopped. The guards must have heard it too, because he heard them quickly approaching from behind. What is that, he wondered. It sounded like wood, and Reed leaned forward to get a better angle. It looked like wood, but it wasn't an old root or long buried tree trunk. It appeared man-made. Reed pushed the debris off the wood with his axe and stared in amazement. It was a large box. Behind him, the guard shouted in a language he didn't understand, but Reed ignored them. He had no idea how this box could be here, how it could be buried under so much rock. Why would someone do that? And more importantly, what was in it? Reed used his axe to pry the lid off. He lifted it just a little. Then there was a loud hiss, and it seemed to slide off the rest of its way on its own. Reed leaped backwards so quickly that he knocked the guards down and fell on top of them. Inside the box was a man. But this was impossible, of course. There couldn't be a man in this box, buried under the rock. Not a man like this. Not a pale man in a suit, with his arms crossed over his chest. A man who looked as if he were sleeping and not mummified. But it was. He was right there. The guards were shouting at him again, shoving him off of them. Reed was watching the man transfixed by him when his eyes snapped open. He screamed, and the man's eyes seemed to lock onto him. And then he was gone, leaving only a puff of smoke behind. But this was no ordinary smoke. 
It seemed alive as it whipped by Reed and started to swirl around the guards. One of them tried to raise his gun, as if that would have any effect, but the cloud moved faster and faster until Reed could barely see either of the men. Now it was the guards' turn to scream, but the cloud of smoke and dust entered their mouths and they stopped as quickly as they started. After a few seconds, the dust seemed to settle and Reed was horrified to see that the guards were gone. All that was left of them was their guns and clothes. Reed covered his eyes as the smoke approached him, thinking that he was next. He closed his mouth and held his breath for fear of that smoke entering him. But when he was finally forced to breathe, he opened his eyes. The smoke was gone, and there was a man standing in front of him. The man from the box. The man in the suit. And even though this man didn't open his mouth, Reed heard his words inside his head. You can go now. You are set free. Reed swallowed hard and shook his head, trying to figure out how all this was possible. The pale man in the suit smiled, and Reed could have sworn that he saw his incisors start to grow to become more pointed and elongated. Or you can let me have a bite, the man said inside Reed's head, and then you can live forever. P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. 